0: All right, we are live in the countdown. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Practice Success. I'm your host, Jonathan Alcade. Today is nine thirteen twenty. Um, it's about seven o'clock in the morning, and I have a special guest. He is amazing. He served twenty years in Air Force as a um, as a pilot, and uh, I'm gu- I'm going to let him introduce himself. But I'm ex- so excited for this. It's because I've never had um, someone who served and actually flew a plane and come to my show. So today, go, um, Steve, you were there?
1: You bet. You know, good morning, Jonathan. And uh, yeah, happy to say a few words about myself. Uh, like Jonathan said, I f- flew fighters for the Air Force for a little over 20 years. So absolutely amazing uh, job. And I was very blessed to be able to get to do that. And uh, I've turned an entrepreneur since then. So I retired seven years ago. I have two businesses now, and I'd be happy to talk about uh, either of those, depending on what Jonathan wants to talk about.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely, and I want to know both of them actually. Um, well, you know, but first I wanna I wanna ask you some of the questions because you were you know you applied for almost twenty years. Um, at the beginning of your training, how how did you do? Was it was it hard
1: or was it easy? Because people wants to know. That's right. Well, it's, uh, it's challenging. I I will say that. So uh, you train for about a year with the Air Force to be able to get your wings, which means you're officially a pilot and then to go on to to become a fighter pilot, you have to do about another year's worth of training before you get out there to your, uh, your fighter jet. So I would say it is, it is very challenging. However, if it's a, if it's your dream, like it was for me, then I kind of found it easy. Uh, you know, I was very, very naturally gifted at doing it. So it was fun every day, looking forward to, uh, getting up and going to work and flying an amazing airplane.
0: Ah, oh, that's, that's, that's really good. We're, we're, Your family supported of you when you joined the the Air Force, or were they like, no, don't go? Was that was that your decision?
1: (laughs) Well, my dad was in the Air Force, so he kind of had me leaning towards that way as a kid. And then I went through high school, and I ended up earning an Air Force ROTC scholarship. So the Air Force paid for my undergraduate uh, education. So since the Air Force was going to pay for my school, I was like, well, sure, I'll uh, I'll uh, give them a few years of my life. And then once I joined the Air Force. I wanted to be a, a fighter pilot, so basically uh, got into pilot training and then d- d- did the best I could to finally uh, earn that, and and then uh, I d- didn't get married until a little bit later in life. I was 34 when I got married, so now, then my family and my wife and my kids, you know, going off to war was a little bit different uh, once I had a full family of my own, uh, so one of the reasons I retired right at the 20-year point was because of the challenges to the family uh, of being gone and being in harm's way so it was fun while i was single it was a little when i was a, you know, a father and a, and a husband uh so and i hung up cleats and went into business for myself
0: oh cool um that's good Wh- what was some like you know when you when you were in the military what was some dis- discipline that you are implement oh well you were doing in mil uh, in the air force and then it transferred to having the business, so some of the you know, discipline that you're doing right now with your business.
1: Well, absolutely. The one good thing about my experience in the military, as well as anybody out there, if you deal with folks that have been in the military, one thing we do understand is discipline. And uh, we've been taught from day one, you know, show, show, show up on time, always be your best self, that sort of thing. And now that I work for myself, uh, basically, I stay to a very strict schedule as far as what I promise my clients as far as my investment management business where I work with 95 different clients uh, out there is I want to make sure I have several touch points in place to reach out to them if I haven't heard, heard from them in you know three to four weeks, making sure they're doing okay, see if they have any questions as far as my podcast, which you can see at the bottom there on Time on Target, I try to produce content on a regular schedule, which as you know, can be difficult, uh, but really stick into that schedule. So my listeners out there as they, as they follow me can expect to receive new material on, on a regular basis.
0: Are you doing that daily?
1: I try to do it daily. Uh, at the beginning to get things off the ground, I was doing it daily. Now I've moved to an every other day uh, model for for folks out there
0: yeah, for, for some people um, people that are listening to this having it's not it's not that it's not doable but it's a lot of work behind the scene doing your podcast on a daily basis um yeah so um tell us um steve what are some like challenges like you during your like transition from having that 20 year as a pilot and then becoming a business owner and like you know staying with the family so w- w- what are some of the challenges from that transition
1: well sure i think whether somebody's coming from either the military environment or somebody is in maybe the corporate world where they've worked for an employer for a long time is you have, you know, that's what you're used to. That's kind of comfort zone, if you will. So probably the biggest challenge going out on your own, if you're somebody like me leaving the military, or again, somebody in the corporate world who is thinking about being a small business owner or an entrepreneur, is that now you have to maintain your own schedule to where, you know, usually you're told what to do and when to do it, (laughs) uh, working for somebody else for so long, is now you have complete control which can be good, I loved it, but it can be a little overwhelming at times, mm-hmm. uh, just because you can pivot and go any different way and there's other opportunities out there. So really you find out if, if you're really made for entrepreneurship or not, uh, <laughs> once you're out on your own, uh, to see if you can get up every day. And you know, I mentor folks to always move forward. So every single day, which if you have more than one business in every single business you have, Every single day, you have to move forward in some fashion because that's the only way you're going to get to your to your final goals.
0: Ah, man, that that's good that you do mentor people to move forward. It's because um, people don't understand. It's actually hard. Well, it's easy to just stay on bed and not you no know, get up, and it's easy not to like work on your business and and just let it go. Right. But it's also hard to, like, you know, do it on a daily basis and inconsistently. And if someone actually dare to hold you accountable, you have a plus. Is someone out there holding you accountable, um, Steve?
1: No, not really. Uh, just me. Uh, and I have a lot of inner drive, which has helped me be successful in a couple different uh, things I've done in my life. So uh, I would say if you are the type of person that has really kind of been a, a get up early and get after it kind of person, then entrepreneurship, uh, you're going to do just fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, so give me some of the reason, what was that drug coming from you? Because I, I, I hear a lot of um, energy from you and, you know, that drive. It's just, I wanna know, what's your why you keep on going like this?
1: Well, it, it's a great question. The, the initial part of that question is where does the, the drive come from? And and I don't know, actually. Uh, hmm. I've kind of always have been this way uh, as far as had a crystal clear vision of what I wanted to do. I saw Top Gun when I was in high school. That's what made me wanna be a fighter pilot. <laughs> uh, I know that a little bit easy, but it's just the truth. And once it came out of that move, it was like, I can really see myself doing that. It, it wasn't just something that, you know, some people got to do that I, I can't even imagine, but I could see myself doing it. And I think that when I talk to folks, if you can have a crystal clear vision of what you want to do and be able to picture yourself actually successful, because you know, a lot of people are actually scared of success. It, it sounds silly to say something like that. But, uh, you know, when you actually are there and you're the one that is now successful and always on stage, it, that's not everything it's cracked up to be. Right. That, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't, aren't sure that that's actually what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the drive has really always been there. And now on a daily basis, what, what keeps me going is it's I, uh, I work from home which after being gone for like 20 years in the military is really an amazing opportunity. This is my home studio. Uh, I worked from home before everybody worked from home, I guess I should say, uh, since COVID kind of forced a lot of people into the the same situation. But I have a home studio, so I am really ready to go, uh, whether it's talking to a client, going on to a podcast or even filming my, you know, my own uh i'm always ready to go at a moment's notice and that kind of keeps me going now as i can i can be hanging out with my kids eating breakfast and then i can walk upstairs and i can be in work mode really within a, a matter of minutes so it's really a great life
0: Wow, like that's like the dream of most people to actually work at home. It's because you get to spend more time with your family. You put yourself on a schedule. You'd be like, oh, okay, I'm done with this business. Now let's go spend some time with the family. And no, you don't have to go far. You're already home. Right. But do they, um, the family at times, do they get in the way of your you running your business from home? That's what I don't want to know because that's like it's, it can be hard to get focused, right?
1: It it really can, and when I talk to folks about, they're like, hey, I'm trying, I'm thinking about transitioning to a work environment at home, and I said, well, there's a couple things that Really needs to be in place, and the first of all is kind of a fence. So when I, I have a door on the the studio that I'm in now, so if that door's closed, you can. That's kind of like uh, you know, I got in the car and went and drove downtown to Austin and worked for the day. It's like I'm not here if the door is closed. <laughs> if the door is open though, then I do want you to come on in, you know, and, and 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 check in. So it's really the you need to be able to separate yourself so you can really focus and go all in on your work. But it's nice when there's sometimes when you're just checking email or you're kind of thinking out, you know, trying to plan your next move, that sort of thing, where if the family comes in, that, that that's a kind of a rewarding experience. It's like, hey, come on in. You know, good to see you. And then plus the kids are uh, going to school. From home. So my oldest actually is 16 and she's, she tends to hang out in the office during the day. Now Uh, she'll be on her headphones and and in her class, but I'm also right there. And she likes to be able to ask me math questions uh, when when those come up, she's in pre-calculus now. So it's really, really good for me, but there are some folks out there that would need a fence to be able to, you know, hey, the family needs to respect that that daddy's not available right now uh, for whatever needs they are. And my kids are 16 and 13, so I think it would be a lot easier now than it would be when they were, you know, five and two, uh, That where it might be a little different story.
0: <laughs> right, right. And now they understand, hey, daddy needs, Daddy got to work to right. do. Like, don't bother me because that <laughs> would be hard for me. Um, I really like your background. Did you write any of those books or is it just like Kobe Bryant or...
1: Well, Kobe was an inspiration, so yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little over 50 right now. So I saw Kobe from you when know, I was a Lakers fan before Kobe came on the scene and then uh, kind of watched him through his career. And honestly, I stopped watching the NBA when he retired. It was kind of the just uh, just what a great individual. And what I've always admired about Kobe is his work ethic. And, you know, and I cheese my daughters, you know, th- th- they were doing a project or something. And I'll, I'll say something like, you know, what would Kobe do? Uh, And it's like, well, Kobe would work a lot harder. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's right. Because that's what he did. And he he just outworked everybody. And obviously he's very talented. But I think the biggest lesson that I learned or why I kind of talk about him is at the end of the day, it's far more important how hard you work and how focused you are in your work than your natural talents. And a lot of people think, well, I'm not naturally gifted at something. It's like, well, then just work hard. And literally you can make your dreams come true here in the United States from working hard, even if you aren't naturally uh, gifted in any particular thing.
0: Yep, and yeah, that work, working hard is my best friend. And the only thing I believe in is working hard that actually works. Um, By working hard, um, it'll get me out of the, you know, circumstances or situations that I don't want to be in. And, you know, so yeah, I'm a big fan of Kobe too. Do you have any stories where you met him, you went to to, to the game or anything like that with Kobe Bryant?
1: You know, I never saw Kobe play, and and that was a shame in person. Uh, there was one time I was going to go make the trip down to San Antonio. Uh, I'm up in Austin. He was playing down the against the um, the Spurs down there, and I was going to go see him, and uh, didn't end up doing it. Uh, I have been out to L.A. I've met a few of the Lakers from more of the old school Lakers, uh, if you will. But no, never met Kobe, and then of course, uh, the tragedy from earlier this year uh, was 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 certainly uh, terrible. Um, but, you know, he had his ups and downs like anybody does in life. But I certainly think he was a role model as far as working hard. And, of course, uh, you know, being a girl dad, uh, my, I have two daughters. So kind of a, a role model of how to do things right.
0: Uh, right. And, yeah, so you just, you know, you the thing I, I preach about is you actually have to show them, not to just tell them. And there's, right. a, there's a big difference. Kobe Bryant shows you. He's going to outwork you. He's gonna he's gonna be there in the morning. Oh, he's gonna be there four o'clock, six o'clock, eight o'clock, and then after two hours. So is is, is there's no question that he's great and uh, that, right. that's, and I love him because of that. But my question to you, um, Steve, is uh, which one of which one is the hardest, um, the Air Force or running a business? Because there's a big difference.
1: <laughs> well, th- they were different. Uh, I would say that I, flying a high-performance airplane is very difficult. But then again, you train for it. And when I was in the, I was in the Air Force. I, I like work. So, uh, you know, some people say, "Oh, workaholic." Well, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, if you're passionate about what you do, then it really doesn't seem like work. It, it's what you feel like you were put on the planet to do. And while I was in the military, I felt I was put on the planet to be a fighter pilot and go out and be on the front line of my, of my country's either defense or offense uh, depending on what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So it was challenging from a, it required 12 days a day, you know, it's a single seat airplane. So I'm the only one sitting in it. So I need to make sure that I know absolutely as much as I can and as good as I can at my actual profession in the air force the the challenges now being a small business owner are really trying to you have two hats you, ha, you have what you're doing day to day to service either your clients or with the podcast there's the you know i need to film and i need to edit it i need you know there's there's all those things and then there's also the stepping back as the visionary leader of you know stepping out of the day-to-day to where is my business going And trying to maintain a crystal clear vision on what do I want the end game to be out of, say, a podcast? Am I trying to get information out there? Am I doing it as a labor of love? Am I trying to monetize it? Uh, to where now it's an additional income stream. So those sorts of things are the you need to step out of the day to day, you know, checking emails and, and you know where the whole day can be lost. To really go sit by yourself with your business plan and a blank sheet of paper and say, hey, where where do I want this to go, and then what do what are the things I need to do to make sure that it gets there?
0: Right, and I love that. Make the decision upfront. Either monetize. Or just putting yourself out there, get your message out, but make that decision upfront. And then, what I do is just, you know, we'll see where it goes. But I made the decision. Of course, this is going to be my main source of income one of these days, and also different different source of income for the podcast, and you know, get that my message out. And also get other people to network with me and then get their message out on my platform, uh, on the platform, and through my audience. Those, those those, are the decisions I made up front. So, like, yeah, I'm sticking to it. Um, right. Steve, this is my last, my last questions, and I think this is going to be the most important one for me, for us, and all, everybody, for everybody, actually. So you've been a, a fire, pilot, um, fire pilot for 20 years, and you already you are done, you are done. But just right. in case we, just in case we are at war, and now um, things are going on. Would you pick up a gun, fly a plane? and fight for your country again?
1: Well, uh, personally, I would love to. Uh, however, I'm, uh, again, 51 years old, so I'm not really uh, the what I would call the first line of defense uh, for our nation anymore. Uh, flying fighters is really a young person's uh, profession, and once you turn about 40, it's kind of similar to being a pro athlete. You hit the late 30s, early 40s, and very few still are able to maintain a level of proficiency, uh, even at that age, uh, which is young in life but kind of old for the profession uh, to be able to go out there and be on the absolute Cutting edge. Now, from a mentality perspective, I will tell you that I will pick up arms and defend this country, uh, you know, until until my last day, because that's really how I, I feel at the, you know, uh, I feel so strongly about freedom that I'd be willing to do that. However, I would say I would like a lot of others to go forth and do that for me now, like I did it for everybody else for 20 years. Uh, let let the young folks go off and uh, protect us, but uh, I'm here if they need some backup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. At least we know you had our <laughs> back. So, um, But Steve, you retired after 20 years. Is there like a, a rank for you? Because I don't know any of this. I just want to ask if there's like, did you retire as a rank officer or...
1: Yeah. So all of your pilots in the Air Force are going to be officers. So we all went to college. And then when you start out of college, you're a second lieutenant. And then most of us that stay 20 years uh, retire at lieutenant colonel. So that was the highest rank I ever held uh, held was lieutenant colonel. And that's normal. If you stay past the 20 year point, that's when you can be eligible to become a full colonel and then up into the general officer ranks.
0: Uh, I'm just happy I know someone who I'm talking to is a lieutenant colonel. So anyways, everyone, um, Steve, if you guys have any questions, um, where can we find you, Steve?
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, I would like everybody to check out my podcast. Uh, Of course, it's called On Time On Target, and it's it's personal finance and goal setting. So a lot of things we talked about this morning, except I, I talk about things through the financial aspect of them. So if you are a young entrepreneur or want to be entrepreneur, then you know, listen in because it's the, not, you're going to put a lot of time and effort into these things. You need to make sure you get compensated for your time. And that's not being greedy. That's just being a good professional is if you're going to do something, it also needs to help pay for, for you and your family, uh, to, to get by. So, that's really the focus of the podcast is, you know, how much money should I have at a a certain age? Uh, What are the different things I should be doing with my dollars out there to make sure that when you get, you know, 50 and above, that you have plenty of money out there that you can work for work if you want to or not, and be able to really enjoy the latter years of your life. So uh, check out the On Time, On Target podcast. It's on all of the different Um, podcast listening venues that are out there. I also have a YouTube channel called On Time on Target where I do have some video content. Uh, So you can check out either of those. And once you're on there, my uh, email's on there. If you want to reach out, would love to have a talk with you.
0: All right. So that's that's from us. That's from Steve and Jonathan, Practice practice Success. So we are going to let you guys go and have a good day. All right, everybody. Have a good day. (laughs)